going on, everybody? How we doing? It's your boy, Matt Burrell here. Uh, welcome back to another edition of the In The Round Podcast. Uh, today, we've got a very special episode. Um, a guy that's not usually in Nashville a whole lot because he's out in Texas and out on the road and doing the damn thing. And um, part of one of my favorite crews in country music, rock music, just music in general, it's my boy, Dre. And how do you say that? Is it Rochoa? Rocha. Rocha. Yeah. Dre Rocha. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Doing good, man. Happy to have you here. I know you don't Thanks do a lot. Me, I know you don't do a lot of podcasts and stuff, man. And I you're know. not you. And you're not usually in town. What brings you here out to Nashville this week? Uh, we start touring like a week, so we're doing rehearsals and stuff, getting all the production ready to go. So we got eight days in Nashville, and I was like, when we t- I texted Matt, we're talking because I'm a fan of the show, and I was just watching. I was like, dude, killer. I think I was watching. Was it Tracy Lawrence? Yes. Yeah. That was on DM Monday, yeah. Dude, yeah, I was yeah. like, I watched that when he was talking about back in the day. A and baby oil by the, the barrel. That's what he said, and I was like, <laughs> man, that's so badass. I was like, so I watched that, texted Matt, and I was like, dude, big fan of the show. He's like, dude, if you want to come on, let's do it. So luckily, somehow happened to be here the next week, so it worked out. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having yeah, me. What's, what's it like now thinking you have production, you're, you're having to do eight days worth of production rehearsals well, for a tour. Compared, thinking back to when you first met up with Co and met up with the the boys and back in the, the convicts days of you guys riding around in a van saying with the honk honk if you need Jesus or honk yeah, if you yeah. love Jesus to now what the operation is, man. Is it pretty crazy to think about? Like looking back, yeah, man. It's I mean it's like it's forty of us on the road now, including we got three eighteen wheeler drivers, four bus drivers. And there's some guys I don't even know. That's what we and Co walk off the bus. Like, Who's that? He works for you, dude. You know, like he does this or that. But man, yeah. we got it's grown a lot, and it's pretty cool to see. It's I remember buying a fog machine. We we had a fog machine at one time. We were like, oh, we're we're killing it. We're you doing know, it now big time now. Yeah, for sure. You get a fog machine, you're killing it. But now it's like, it's uh, I mean, there's lasers and fire and cryo and you know, just a lot of shit going on. But it's cool. It's been cool to see. It's grown a lot. Yeah, and you guys have kept it as like a family dynamic, man. Like, because we've been in the the Floating Leaf office, man. Um, we went in there. We played a show at Wild West and Cedar Park with oh, wow. Trey Lewis, and we got we got hit up. Um, like Jeb and Davis had hit us up. They're like, "Yo, man, pop in if you yeah. want to come in and, and check it out, man." And I was like, "Damn, these boys have a have a good time." But it, it's business, but but fun and like the fam. Let's see, the team of what's go what you guys have built out of Texas, man, is is badass. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think that's the coolest part about the job is, like, it's all the homies on the road. Yeah. So it's, like, you know, Jimmy, Serato, Kobe, and Mason, and Otis, and, like, we all we were friends before this became a business. And now that it's a business, it's, like, we, we take care of business, but we have a lot of fun doing it. And, yeah. like, I've told people, like, if I wasn't doing this with these guys, I probably wouldn't do it. It you know? gets exhausting. That's how I felt too. Like I've been spoiled. My two touring gigs have been with, been with Trey, who's a great, great friend of mine, and and with the, Gary and Charlie, the Mustang yeah. Bloodline Boys, which is how we initially met. Yeah. And you you have the the road family so fucking important, man. Especially as it gets to that bigger scale, or I guess the early days. Like, how many guys did you have crammed into a van at one time? Looking like back in the oh, like Dude, the convicts. I'm, days. I'm gonna go back, 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 like way back. I remember we had a show at Love and Warden. And I'm sure Co watch this at some point because I'll make him. But I do watch this shit. But uh, there's uh, we had to borrow his truck was fucked up or something. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. Fuck yeah. So uh, <laughs> no, Co's Co's truck was fucked up or something. He used to drive like a black F-150 that he had for like it was like his high school truck, right? Yeah. And I was between trucks or whatever. We had to drive my mom's like Corolla to Love and War in Plano, and like my drums were packed in the back. 
Like, I remember we made, Mason was hammered. I remember that after the show. But we made, like, enough money to put gas in the car to get back home. And, like, from that to now, like, looking at those buses that take, you know, five grand in diesel or whatever it is, you know, it's just, man, it's wild to see. Like, and it's crazy because it happens, it doesn't happen so fast, but people are like, oh, it's overnight success. But it wasn't. No. I mean, you think about that, like, my mom, like, she had to get a ride to work so we could take her car to the gig. And, like, people don't realize that. They just think it's like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're playing Billy yeah, Bob's. Yeah. Or, when did it start feeling different? Like, was it was it really the um, – because it was – because you had – it was, like, when did it start – like, when did you real, when did you guys realize, like, oh, shit, we got something cooking right here? When you weren't just the bar uh, band in Texas. Like, we when played did that City challenge? Limits in Stephenville, which was, like, the bar. It was Boss Stocks first, I think, like the like the Bar Crows and the Casey Donahue's, and like which, you know, it's crazy to think those guys were. He, I, mean, I hate to say the word, but like, I was so obsessed with Texas country music. Yeah, I could have like when I was in high school, I could have told you who was the drummer, who was the guitar player, this and that, right? And then they were playing these venues that I thought were like the coolest place in the world. That now I look at, I'm like, I don't even play there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, um, so. I think at the time we played City Limits in Stephenville, Texas. We had released a record, and uh, which was Noise Complaint. You know, yeah, it's changed that changed Man, a lot of that, stuff. That record changed my entire life forever. Um, I joined the band as a drummer. Co texted me and said, "Do you want to play?" I was playing another band. I think he. I thought he was asking us to open. He said, "Do you want to play the Drunken Mule in Commerce Saturday?" And I was like, "Yeah, we'll open for y'all." He was, "No, no, no, I need a drummer." And I was like, oh, shit. And it was all voice recordings. Like, you know, like on your iPhone, like the voice. There was no songs. The the songs weren't out, nothing. So I had to uh, learn them, like, listen to them like that. Learned them, played the show, and joined the band. And I think two weeks later, the the record released, Noise Complaint, in, damn, was that August of 2017, 18? And the record had been out for like a week or two. And I remember playing the songs, and people were singing back, and I looked out, sold out, which was like 1,500 people at the time. It's a lot of fucking people. I remember we got paid, and at the time, we used to split the money, you know? Yeah. It was like, we made 1,000 bucks, so here's 200, here's 200. You know, we made 500, here's 100, here's 100. But we made like, I don't know what it was, man. It was like five grand or whatever, and uh, which at the time was, we're rich. Yeah. You know? Like, we, we can go eat steaks or whatever we want now, you know? It's not McDonald's after the show, but... We made enough money where it was like, whoa, we shouldn't split this money. We should put back towards like financials. You know, we'd have no manager, no booking. I was doing all that stuff. But uh, I think that's the first time it felt, to answer your question, it felt like, okay, you know, maybe this isn't going, like I didn't quit my job for no reason. Like this may be going, we may be onto something here. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's that's the answer to that, man. Did, did you guys go out on tour with a lot of people, like do a lot of the opening slots? Or I feel like you guys kind of were doing the headlining thing because it was, you know, it, was a, a, it was a, it wasn't just a concert. You guys put on a fucking show from back then and even now. Like it's it's an experience to see a Coetzel show. That's a that's a honestly a really good question because like I tell people all the time, like I don't like I don't. People are like, will you book me? Will you promote me? I'm like, I don't know that I could ever do it again because the way it happened was like we didn't open a lot of shows like we didn't we were like the weird everybody i feel, I feel like everybody hated us because we were like these long-haired kids that were like people were like ah oh, they'll they'll be in and out well they'll, they'll open for us and they'll, they'll do this festival but they won't be around long you know like 
I don't think people took us as serious as we took it at first. And we were like, that's all we had, man. Like we, me, when Kobe, when me and Kobe, when he picked me up from my house and said, we're going to go do it. I was like, well, that's all I got. If this don't work out, we'll figure it out. But like, that's all I got. Yeah. So we didn't do a whole lot of opening shows. I don't feel like we did festivals and we cut our teeth like that. But man, I was booking the shows at the time. So I was booking everything I could for 500 bucks and a case of beer. So no, we didn't do, I didn't get a whole lot of answers on those big opening shows for a lot of people. Yeah. Cause that's, that's kind of like a position that I feel like we're, we've been in with Trey. I mean, we had the kid rock thing last year, but yeah. like for a while, it's kind of like the, the scene tries to figure out like, what do we do with these guys? Cause it's like, especially back then, like you guys had like these, those, those original co and the convicts like yeah. songs, very country, but still rocking that's a rock inside of texas country then you get more of the rock stuff and people are trying to figure out like where do we where do these got do they open for for the rock bands out of texas are they open for the country bands out of texas and that's kind of like where i see like where trey's kind of been at too because like with the dick down in dallas thing, for it's sure like, it's tough to and nashville wasn't really quite ready for that just like texas wasn't ready for the revolution that you guys kind of started and then look at all these bands like pecos and colby and, yeah. and dylan and giovanni and the hired guns that yeah. have come out after you guys like kind of paving that way like that's pretty fucking sick i've got we've got to give a lot of credit to like the guys like when, when i was in high school and coke can say the same the guys mason otis and shiloh and all those guys can say the same thing man like it was cross canadian rag yeah. it was josh abbott shout out cody canada josh abbott like uh will and clark green have you got yeah wills we were uh we were kidding yeah, it with will i was last with night, him this man. morning we drank a screwdriver at like 9 a.m <laughs> At the at the Virgin Hotel, so shout out Will. He was so mad at me. I Facetimed him. He was like, "What?" He said, "I knew this was going to happen." I was like, "It happens every time." But no, nah, man, Texas has got its own thing going on. It's it's crazy because like, and people are so. I feel like it's almost stupid, but like it used to be like Nashville. Fuck Nashville. We got this thing going on over here, and it's yeah. like, all right, then don't complain, Texas. Figure that out. Because yeah. now, if, if we were to cancel each other out, we have to tour. Yeah, here and y'all have to tour there. Texas is so big. There's a lot of artists that are touring Texas that are like, that's all they tour. And they make a living doing it. They feed their kids doing it. Yeah. I mean, they make $100,000 a year, $150,000, $200,000, which, you know, I don't know how much your parents made growing up. Yeah. But, like, to me, that's, you're that's, rich. That's a, that's a great Hell living. Yeah, yeah, you bet. I mean, you're comfortable, man. Uh, but definitely have to give credit to those guys. Being from Texas, we, I think with Co, it was like, Co didn't want to – we get stuck in a Texas country thing, but I feel like Texas country is kind of going away. It's not It's not Texas country anymore. It's like you got Dylan Wheeler and Kobe Cooper. Those are all my guys, man. Like I talked to them. But they come out here. Yeah, for a lot of their for a lot of their a lot of their business and their music, they're not just to me. If you're a Texas country artist, you're you're touring Texas. Maybe you get lucky, get some gigs in Stillwater, Oklahoma, yeah, in Little Rock, Arkansas, yeah, and you stretch out there. But you're primarily sticking in that. If you're doing more than that, you, you you're just you're a country artist. Right, and that happens to be from Texas. Right. The only difference is like I think at one point in time, people were like the when I hit the name drop, but like there's like. I don't know. There's artists that were in Nashville that were like, oh, they're pop artists. Yeah. Man, fuck them. They're, they're, you know, this music ain't, it's all, it's it's Nashville pop. And I'm like, you know, pop stands for popular. Yeah. And I want to be popular because popular means I sell tickets. It means I make a living, which means I feed my kids, my wife, my family, my mom, you know, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of breaking away because like you said, Kobe, Dylan, uh, Pecos, uh, Dylan Wheeler, like all those guys come here they write music here i mean Co's gonna write this whole week you know we're here yeah. doing production but he's writing i mean you know it doesn't matter 
if you write here in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, I mean, if you're writing good music, who gives a fuck where you do it? Yeah. I feel like Nashville's got such a bad name for that. From our Texas fans that are like core. They haven't gotten yeah. that bullshit. You know, it's like it's, it's one of those deals like your dad is a Cowboys fan, so you have to be a Cowboys fan. I feel like the same thing with the Nashville thing. It's like, oh, fuck Nashville. Oh, yeah, fuck Nashville. Yeah. Texas did that for a long time, and I feel like we're getting away from it. Yeah, and I feel like there's so much blending going on within just music in general, even outside of country. Like, like look at the, the latest the feature. I mean, Diplo and freaking Kodak. Yeah. On a fuck, like, like a country artist, like, like co singing on singing on that but also like the relationships of people that are coming out of nashville like we were hanging out with bayless last night yeah a guy like jelly doing what doing what he does where he's now doing a whole tour which three i know six you, mafia i dude, saw that three I was six like, mafia yell or um yellow struggle, yellow Wolf, struggle, struggle but then also mixing in ashley mcbride and mixing in some nashville like that's chase the, rice that's what trips me out like i think people laugh at me because i i know so much about music but i don't know so much about artists i listen to little wayne yeah and kodak black and you know 21 savage drake yeah i don't listen to country music at all i was uh i was at a publishing building here a few months ago and one of the guys was like man i got this artist he's big right now you want to hear it and i was like no not really <laughs> i mean i don't mean to be a dick or yeah. rude but i just man i don't I don't really listen to country music. Oh, obviously, old country. I know it. Stuff that you grew up listening, like that was in, that was on the stereo. Yeah, but I'm, like, but I'm but I'm Mexican with Mexican parents that didn't know English. Yeah. So I listen to Duelo and Ramon Ayala and yep. Grupo Fidem, you know, stuff like that. So, I, I the country music was new to me. Yeah. So when I heard it, it was Josh Abbott. It was Garth Brooks. It was like really big mixture of a bunch of shit. And I dug into it, obviously, and you got your, but like, Pat Green's a, I could say, somewhat of a friend of mine. Like, I know Pat. Yeah. We've hung out, whatever. Um, but I didn't, Wave on Wave's the only song I know about Pat Green. Yeah. I don't know his records. He didn't dive deep into the catalog or anything like that. too young. I'm 28. Yeah. You know, when I was, which is crazy because I, I you know, I find myself texting, hanging out with some of the guys that I used to be like, the biggest fucking yeah. thing in the world, is, yeah. you know, at one point. So it's pretty cool, man. But yeah, Texas got its own thing going on. It's crazy how how much it's evolved, and it's cool to see like Trey just touring all over over a fucking song, like yeah, about fucking you know yeah yeah, it's wild. Dicking girls down and shit. I, <laughs> I love it. I feel like that's such a rap thing. I feel yeah. like you couldn't say dude, that back dude, then. Dude, there is like this mentality, and I feel like you guys are a big part of it. Of that, that like that confidence, that swagger, that like rapper mentality of like the the Jiggy era from like the two thousands, and even what what it has, what rap has now. Yeah, like it's coming into country music, and it's coming in. It's coming into all genres of music. That's, that's but there's I, a, but there's a confidence and a swagger now. Like you can you can get away with a bit more now than you could five ten years ago. That's, I think that's that, what I'm saying. Like, have you told Tracy Lawrence when he was sitting here that? You're gonna write a song and say something about dick, yeah, or dicking some girl down. That wasn't cool. Tracy that wasn't all right. Tracy'd back then. be laughing and be like, yeah. "I wish I could say that." Right, but he, it wasn't. You know, I feel like. I mean, I hate to say it, but like the, you put more races together now that it's like there's black country singers, yep. there's Mexican country singers, there's you know like more diversity. Just, yeah, there's yeah. a lot more diversity, and like well, you you can say shit you couldn't at the same time you can't. Right, it's got yeah. worse, but at yeah. the same time, like it's. It's evolved, man. Like uh, when you get when we get off stage, or even before we sit, we're on the bus, and you you've been there before. Yep. We listen to Money Back Yo, 
You know, like yeah. I want to hear some shit about my rims and my tennis shoes. I don't give a fuck about who you love, your truck, yeah, and your girlfriend or your wife or your divorce. Yeah, like that's the kind of shit. And I think that's what's separated us so long. It's like the you know, shallow. You got shallow. Shallow listens to you know, uh, I don't know, ACDC, and Mason listens to uh, Tracy Lawrence, and Otis listens to church music, and Co listens to. I don't know, basement and like bands like that. Like, you know, post hardcore punk rock shit. Yeah. And then you got me that I'm like, dude, turn it up, fucking money bag yo. And I and you make a sound out of all that together. You stick it in the blender and it's like, this is what we got. Yeah. And you can love it or hate it, but this you know, we don't sound like anybody else. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah, and it's the authenticity of you of co being co and the business and you guys being who y'all really fucking are. Because there's a lot of that where people aren't, people don't have the authentic, the authentic, like people put on, put on an act almost or whatever. And it's like the authenticity right now to me is just at an all time high with what's working in music. Like people love the real shit and the real shit's what's, what's coming out of that whole office, but particularly with you guys. Yeah, man, it's been, it's been cool. I think from the beginning, we, we didn't have like, we want to sound like this or like that or look like this or look like that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's worked. Um, it's always been 100% natural. Like, you know, one day, if you get this guy one day, you're going to get the same guy for the rest of the time. Yeah. Like, this is what you get. Um, like I said, you before the show, it's 21 Savage. After the show, we might fucking drink Jack Daniels, eat pizza, and watch, you know, Home Alone. Yeah. And then some days it's like, let's rage, take body shots, and fuck, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just, there's... It, it's just happened so normal and naturally that I think people appreciate that it's, you can't make it up. Yeah. You know, like you can't, even if you try to lie about it, like just, you get what you get. Yeah. Now for you, so you came up in doing the drumming thing. When did you get into music and how did that all kind of start for you? So I grew up, I remember my mom used to make me go to church and I fucking hated it. I was like, oh, this sucks. You're just sitting there, you know, yeah. like seven or eight. But the drummer, I thought the drummer was cool. I was like, I could do that. So age 12, got a drum set. And I remember sitting in class, like third, fourth grade. I was like watching the clock. Like, God damn, I can't wait to get home and play drums. So I learned how to play drums. Played in a few local bands growing up. Played at church. Shout out church. Learned yeah. a lot in church. I feel like, I feel like every, every great every, musician every, came up playing well, I in church. Well, was great, but I definitely learned in church. Hey, well, every musician, like a lot of musicians yeah, come out sure, of church, sure. man. Um, yeah, shout out church for that. I mean, you learned a lot there. Um, so when I got old enough to like make my own decision as far as like what I want to do with it, um, I was real obsessed with like Texas country music, country music. So I'm, you know, local, played in a lot of local bands. Did a lot of local gigs, you know, made a hundred bucks, and I was like, I'm killing it. Um, and then I played for Coast Honest Coast Cousin, uh, Trey Hubrell. I played for him. That's when I first like was like, we can make our own music and record it. Uh, one of my our coast producer that's produced every one of his records, his name's Taylor Kimball. Uh shout out Taylor. Yeah. Uh he's done every one of Coast Records. Uh, one of the best musicians. Is that the Sonic Ranch? Is that no, so is Taylor? That Taylor's place? owns a studio in Denton, Texas. Okay. Um, him and Co together. That's where Co does a lot of his part. Like he'll take a week and go stay the night and sing and scream and do his thing there with Taylor and Taylor, man, Taylor's a big part of our sound. Like I think him and Co have the, a chemistry that 
it has a lot to do with the way we've evolved and sounded since day one. Um, Taylor recorded a song for a guy in my hometown when I still lived back home, and I heard it through a it was a two thousand like twelve Tahoe with good speakers, and I heard it. And at the time, I had never heard something sound that good, you know, because we were all re- recording off fucking Garage Band yeah. and shit, right? Remember, yeah. like, yep. remember those days? Yeah. Like, um, and I heard it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And uh, I had to borrow two hundred bucks from my mom. I remember, and I told Trey, the guy that I played drums for, we had to record a song. And you can still, uh, if you're listening to this, you can still look it up. Trey Hubrew on the Tameless. We put out a five-track EP, and it's honestly pretty fucking fire. But it's Co's <laughs> older cousin who, he's older than Co, so, like, he he went to uh, Texas State in San Marcos, Texas. So he would come home and be like, Co, you got to listen to Randy Rogers or Wade Bowen. Or, so they put Co on that music. Ah. So that was a big inspiration for him. Uh, him and uh, Chase Richardson, which is, if you go back and listen to Co's uh, – I don't even know if it's on Spotify. It's on like Apple Music. You had to buy it. It's a Love and Lies EP. Okay. Uh, Chase Richardson wrote some of those songs. So that songwriting and stuff came from that. Yeah. And then uh, that happened uh, back to the where I started, right? So Co did all that stuff, wrote those songs, and he said, I need a drummer. And like between going from local gigs, I went to that and – it sounds like something out of a fucking book, but he called me. He's like, "You, you, I'm picking you up. We're moving to Austin. We're going to do music. And I was like, I never moved out of my mom's house. I was in college, local college anyway. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be a cop. Funny how that worked out. Dude. Right? <laughs> uh, but uh, he called me, like, for real. Like I said, it sounds cliche at this now, but he was like, I'm picking you up, pack your shit, I'm picking you, and we're going. We had a buddy, Jacob Maynard, had a, uh, college internship where they paid for his apartment for free for like eight months and he's like we've you know like for most people it's like nashville we'll move there and do some music yeah we moved to austin because austin's like the hub of texas yep. yeah so he's like we'll go live with him and we'll blow up play music whatever and noise complaint was getting worked on at the time so uh how many guys do you have in that one apartment three and it was the size of this table <laughs> we had two arab mattresses Man, at the time, like I, I can say it freely now. I think you know we were we did a lot of drugs and stuff like that, and it was and not like meth or anything. Everybody was watching, like no, no, no hard ones. <laughs> the like recreational that. stuff. Yeah, we uh, took a lot of Xanax and slept a lot. Me, Co, and Jake Murphy. I think that contributed to the sound of that record and the rawness. I do. I co-wrote Austin. We had a we had a house this big, and there was a bathroom. There's a shitter right here. And uh, he went in the bathroom and shut the door. And I remember hearing the guitar. Can't make this up. And I heard the guitar riff. And I was like, damn, that sounds pretty good. And he wrote Austin. Which was a which huge. Which was a huge, huge. I mean, it's probably. Song, yeah. If it's not gold now, it will be. I mean, it's like close. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. One of the biggest singles that wasn't on a full. Yes. Wasn't on an album. Like, it wasn't. One of the uh, biggest. It got added to, I think, Harold's uh, Eye. Which was our second album after that was going to yeah. play. The next one. Um but yeah, man, it was like I think that time and I when I tell you that he picked me up, it's funny. Sounds like Eminem, but he picked me up and I had a trash I didn't even own a suitcase. He, I had a trash bag, like a hefty bag full of clothes and a drum set. And he's like, Where's your shit? And I was like, That's it. And he took me to, I said, Will you take my mom worked at the bank? I said, Will you take me by the bank and say bye to my mom? He's like, Yeah. 
went by there. I started crying. I never moved out of my mom's house. Like, yeah. how, old, how old were you at the time? 21, 22, 22, 23 maybe. Damn. I was young. Yeah. I just never, I didn't have any plans. Like, yeah. I, you know, Cut was like, I'm picking you up. We're, we're about to figure the shit out. And I was like, all right. And I didn't think he was serious. I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, fuck, whatever. Sure shit. And I remember mom getting, my mom gave me a 12 pack of Dr. Peppers. She was like, I love you. Take it with you. I guess she probably stole it from the bank. Shout out American National. Mount Pleasant. Don't edit that shit out. But uh, yeah, she, uh, I didn't think it was for real. Like, we literally moved to Austin, Texas with Jacob Maynard in the apartment. I'm not, dude, I can't make it up. It's not any bigger than the space we're sitting at now. I had a futon, which his mom bought for me. Shout out, Kim. I watched a lot of rap interviews, so yeah. shout outs for everybody. Yeah, shout out, shout yeah, out. Yeah, shout, shout out. Outs. Drink champs, that's all I watch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, we moved there. And I, I do think that era for me and him, because it was like, and I was booking our shows. So like, if I didn't book shows, we didn't eat. Were you guys playing on, what's the broad, 6th six, six Street? No. You guys, so you guys never even six got Street's into that Street's like scene. a... Broadway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Did you, you guys don't go ever... out there trying to be an artist. Like, that's what that's what I don't think people. I was booking like Cheatham Street, okay, and uh, College Station, yeah. like the bigger markets. Going in Texas. To, going to Harry's, yeah. Andy like Wash was booking yep. a bunch of shows, man. Uh, that was my fake email name. <laughs> what uh, was your name? Andy yeah. Waskers. Andy. <laughs> Andy Waskers at what? At Gmail? Or well, uh, yeah, at gmail.com. That was uh, and then you were the you were Wetzel's booking agent, dude. That's kind of yeah. It's been a <laughs> is, that, is that email still alive? It, you can, dude. If you if I email you right now, it still says that. <laughs> and I and I advanced on my shows with that one still. It's kind of a if you ask uh, Jeb, our our manager now, which was our booking agent at one point. Uh, shout out Jeb Hurt. Yeah. Uh, but when I when I first was booking Co, I, I was kind of a package deal. I was like, dude, I can play the drums, and I can book you. And kind of manage it and pay everybody and you know so I, th I thought to myself one day i was like well nobody's gonna take me serious if i'm coach drummer trying to book coach shows right so we used to we used to get fucked up well we, we would get fucked up and drink whiskey jack daniels specifically and uh, we'd call it waskers my name's andreas where i go by dre so everybody call me andy so i'm andy waskers yeah, and uh, dude, I booked a lot of shows, made a lot of money. Yeah, Andy Wasker made a lot of money for co <laughs> on, on the Andy Wasker thing. So that was the name, and I was booking shows. But like, I'm telling you, man, like, what was like your pitch email? Just being like, hey, I would, I would honest, dude, I swear, I would, because I, it was happening. It was we would open shows for people, and some more, like, the fans would leave after we'd get done or encores. So I would tell them, I was like, if I don't sell 200 tickets, you don't have to pay us anything at all. But if we sell 201 tickets, you owe me a thousand bucks. And it worked. Because I knew. It's just straight verses. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, on at the time, yeah. yeah, I would bet against myself, man. It was a gamble. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes it worked. One time we played Firehouse Saloon in uh, Houston, Texas. And they would give you like 200 bucks in a bar tab. When we let, we were leaving and Coke and vouch for it, they were like, yeah, it was like 652 bucks. We were like, why? We just played here. There was like four people. They were like, well, y'all drank 16 bottles of whatever, you know? Oh, jeez. So, yeah, man, it was a gamble, though. Like, there was there was times where it worked, but obviously, I think, sorry, within time, um, 
it started, it was like 500 people, 1,000 yeah. people, 200 people. So just kind of grew. What club do you miss playing in or miss doing a show in? The 930 Club in Washington, D.C., baby. Dude, that place is that place is a... Bonita Creek Hall in Nacogdoches. Yeah, I like Bonita Creek. I think Creek. we did that one together, maybe. With Muscadine, it was um, Ardmore. It was Heritage Hall in Ardmore, Oklahoma. That little tiny, like, old school... Yeah, yeah. It was like, and I remember being in, I, would, I had merch set up right in that little front entryway. And then I did the Bomb Factory. Ooh, and then with Trip. Great, great room. Bomb Factory was fucking sick. That's a good That room. was real. That was like my first taste of like. That was the last show of the year. It was like December. Yep, December, December of 2019. Right hey. before New Year's. Yeah, right in between Christmas and New Year's. Because we went to the, we went to the piano board. I think oh, it was dude, the strip yeah, club we, after that. We, we did. We All did. Right. I didn't have any rowdy times with the Musk and I Bloodline guys, but that weekend, I definitely I love did. Those guys. Oh, I love them too. How'd you, so you guys. Guys met them pretty early on because they you they went out to Texas with you guys. And Dude, then I they, remember and then you guys. Then they brought you out to Alabama, uh-huh. to Auburn, and to Birmingham, and to those markets. Man, I think at the time this was before I even knew who Hardy or Morgan Wallen or any of these guys. This was like before that, or at least for me or us, right? We we did a cool ass thing, and I think people should really try to do more if it's possible. We did a thing with Muscadine where, like, dude, you co showed me Porch Swing Angel, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's gay. I don't want to fucking listen to this. You know, I was like, uh. This not your vibe. Nah, but then I heard the song, and I was like, all right, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, at first, I was like, when I first, I was like, he played the first 10 seconds, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Co, what is this? But then you hear Ginny, and you hear Shut Your Mouth, and you hear No, I mean, I heard the rest of the song, and like to this day, I, I can tell you, Muscadon Bloodline is probably, I love to get fucked up and listen to sad music, and they're probably top three. Oh, they've got some Between sad them shit. and Jason Isbell, and like yep. Noah Gunderson. Oh, no, like, yeah. Like some of that shit. Getting like your feels. Oh, man. Uh, Dominic Fike, like shit like that. But I remember hearing that, anyway, back to that, and being like, this is great, and Cole's like, we should do some shows together. So I think, <coughs> sorry, uh, Jeb reached out and we, people don't do this anymore. I don't feel like, and they would come to Texas and open for us. Cause we had that crowd, 2000 people at the time. Yep. And they, they, they grabbed every one of those fans. They just played Fort Worth last week. co went. Yep. And they sold out, you know, 2000 people. Yep. And I feel like that was because we did that. Same thing for us. We played Mobile, Alabama. And the Soul it, Kitchen, baby. Yeah, you were there. I think. I don't know. I, that might have been. That might have been a little <laughs> bit. Might have been a little bit before me. Okay. Well, either way. Yeah. Like I feel like the only, the reason we got that start was because we opened for them. People were there to see them. I remember playing that show, and we were like, "Damn, they definitely were there for them." But even if we gained. 30 fans, 40 fans, 50 yeah. fans. And then you they got, came back. And then you guys come back and you guys headline at that venue. Yeah. Or you headline. We did. Or, we, yeah, yeah. And probably sold it out and did, did. work your way through Mobile and all that. But doing the Zydeco's in Birmingham. Yes. Like play, like doing yeah. opening at Iron City maybe and then headlining at Zydeco, then headlining and selling on Iron exactly. City. Or Auburn, Alabama, going to Bourbon Street in yeah. Auburn, Alabama, that little, that little raggedy place. Is that you the know? one next to... Uh, was down down the street from Sky Bar. Oh, you Sky bet. Bar. Oh, I bet Sky Bar to me is like best top five college bars. Had a dude hit on me over there. It's weird. That's Auburn. Uh, War damn eagle. He told me I had good <laughs> hair. I was like, fuck. What's the so in Texas? You guys have some good. You guys got to play a lot of the rowdy college towns and stuff. Coming that out. was our 
market. Which is what Musk and I came up doing, what Trey came up doing. Like <coughs> so many people come up doing that. I think that makes you, when you get to the level that you guys are at, makes you that much better as performers because y'all have learned how to oh, entertain. Absolutely. Y'all play those cover gigs and whatever coming up. So what is is Lubbock the rowdiest college town in Texas? You put Lubbock up Man. against anyone, or are you been or Stephenville? I'm sure is pretty wild. Or one time we played a college station. This was back. Otis was like off for a wedding or something. This was kind of like my newer days, and I'll never forget it. We played. I booked the show. I think it was like fifteen hundred. It was two grand or something. And we obviously we split the money between us, and they were like, "Y'all have a rider?" And I, was, I didn't know what that was. And I was like. Yeah, we got a rider. What is it? And I was like, uh, three bottles of Jack. And I asked for like two eight bottles of cocaine or something. They do. They got it for us. It was Whoa. awesome. Oh, man. Not anymore. I'm just saying back, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like for real. Like they did it. It was awesome. We played like an AGR, I want to say, like a fraternity. Oh, AGR. It's the agriculture Dude, fraternity. Dude, it, it was like 50 bucks, all you can drink, get in, girls for free. It was the coolest fucking rowdiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. In the, the backyard ha- of a fucking fraternity house. Oh, in the backyard of the fraternity house. Oh, it was house. so lit, bro. I mean, it was so lit. It was <laughs> one of the fucking coolest. I played in front of goddamn, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. In front of a lot of people. And like drum-wise, right? And God, that was probably one of the coolest ones. It just because the crowd was just into it and well, just that, chaos. We were fucked yeah. up. You yeah. Know, like, it was like, let's see how fucked up we can get and still play the show, right? And... Well, those frat shows, too, you can do that. At that yeah, level, that's right, like part right. of getting through it. Yeah, you don't do it now when Columbia Records and fucking Universal's yeah, there. You know, it's yeah, kind of more. It's a different world yeah, now. Yeah, shit's changed up a little bit, right? But at the time, man, it was. But I feel like that's what that's what people like love. They were yeah. like, these guys can come out here and party. Obviously, the music has to be there for them, right? But. Because I, I do believe we put out great music. You do, like yeah. I, I, I do. If, if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't work here, right? Yeah. But I think at the time, that's what the college kids loved, like, you know. And I think laying the foundation with the college kids helps set you up to where things are at now. Because all those college kids, they're telling their friends, hey, we had this guy yeah. play our frat. He's coming to play at this. He's coming to play at so-and-so bar. He's, yeah. coming, he's coming to play at Floors. He's coming to play at. That's exactly right. Yeah, he's coming to play at, at um, coming to play at the Bomb Factory, coming to play at Armadillo Palace, coming to play at whatever Texas club venue. And then the word just travels amongst all the college kids, dude. Yeah, so Texas is so big. I mean, you've got obviously like Dallas. Fort Worth, you've got Houston, San Antonio, Lubbock, Abilene, Tyler. Yeah, we just did one in Midland. We were just at the yeah. Rock the Rock and Rodeo oh, in Midland. Wow. We did that, bro. I hadn't been there in a minute. You could still smoke inside. Like that. Sig's inside. Sig's inside. You bet. Sig's inside and Love um, that. Sig's inside. They moved the stage to so I guess the stage used to be like like horizontal. Like uh-huh. and they moved they they reconstructed it Sig's a little inside, bit. Sig's inside usually means there's some trashy bitches in there. Oh dude, yeah. Well we see that a lot. Man. We do that. You ever been to a mud bog? Yeah, I'm from Texas. Oh, so you guys yeah. have a lot of us. Yeah, Code Four was our shit when we were growing up. <laughs> Shout out Code Four. That's my dog. Mud digger. That's my dog. I love Cole. That's my guy. We so, talk. We talk every now and then. Dude, we've been to we because we did it for a while. We were doing a lot of mud bogs. Honestly, Trey. I don't think we've since we've been like kind of. Uh, I guess the well, word I'm saying is, back in the day where you guys doing <sighs> mud bogs. Man, since I've been with Code, we I don't think we've done a mud bog. We done some like. Somebody had enough personal rich money to pay us, like to play at their kid's 16th birthday. And it, Y'all it did was a money. 16th birthday. Oh, yeah. What was, when was that? How, what was that like? 
fucking awful. You know, like, <laughs> fucking sucked. I mean, you know, but we got paid, man. Yeah. Like, we had, like, back to what I was saying, like, you have to. We didn't have a choice. Like, that, you know, if you want, I mean, I had, if I wanted to pay my phone bill to book shows, I had to play shows. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was at a fucking quinceanera or goddamn. Mex- Mexican restaurants? Yeah. You guys did those? Set up, uh, set up a little cocktail kit in the corner of the Mexican nah, restaurant I, I, or no? I, not full band. Co might have back, back in the day. <laughs> or barbecue joints? We did some barbecue joints. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the worst experience. Like some, ever. like some just abstract places because Texas loves their music. Texas and the South have El Paso. We played a place one time that like one dude. One of the fun, one of the coolest, funniest. We somebody. I took the gig for the money. Somebody emailed me. I went to college to go. I was like, cool, whatever. I work for this company. Play this show. We played two songs. They paid us. They were like, we'll pay you whatever the fuck you want. You got to quit playing. It was an agriculture meeting in the Hampton Inn in San Antonio, Texas. These people fucking hated us. It was the worst fucking thing in the entire world. They paid us. They were like, we'll pay y'all, but get the fuck off stage. What do you do in that situation? Nothing. We left. I fucked up. <laughs> take the, the money, get the fuck out yeah, of there. Yeah, I mean, we quit playing, but like, it was terrible. I mean, we ha- we've had some interesting ones for sure. Yeah. What's the wildest thing you've seen at a... Coetzel show because now but behind the drum kit you're seeing stuff but now like you're your side stage and like you've probably seen some some wild stuff like i because i've done four shows with you guys titties i see that with trey like yeah, yeah. Titty, titties to me are just a thing that happens within music now like it's weird if i go to a show and i don't see titties right in, um, in my in my perspective because uh, like dudes that are like okay with their like their wife like trying to get backstage that's pretty that's pretty weird yeah but they're cool with it there's some dudes that are like hell yeah brother she can get back there take her i'm like the fuck are you cool with that dog like there's a lot of that um just girls making out on top of dude's shoulders oh just, yeah to that girl on each oh, shoulder dude, like, they'll, they'll, they'll put them next to each other and instead make of, out yeah. look at co like <laughs> yeah. i'm like damn because uh, yeah, we did um, the two that we did with you with Trey, we did Raleigh uh-huh. at outside amphitheater. Yep, we weren't at the rodeo. The rodeo, you guys had the rodeo. We did the next Auburn night. right in between, right? You did all. You guys did Auburn or Georgia? Georgia. Rodeo. Rodeo. It was Athens, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, and then um, we did that Salem, Virginia, with you guys. That Virginia one, bro. I remember after the show. All the beer, all the cans, the 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 per- little fat, the the fifths, the little shooter bottles, all that shit on the floor. There was a single pair of girls' cowboy boots just sitting on the floor. Like the girl got pulled out of her boots, and Dude. it was just like the shit you find on the floor of the arena. Lot of after underwear, the shows. brawls, lots lot of, of panties, bras. lots of bras. And I'm like, man, what? Like as a, not even a girl, like a human. Like, why would you take your underwear off? You've been sweating all night. <laughs> You know, like, I don't want that. Like, nobody <laughs> wants that. Like, you know, not obviously not me, but yeah. I'm saying, like, nobody in the world wants you to take off your sweaty-ass fucking underwear. Yeah. I've seen, some, I've seen a lot of that. It's it, it's crazy, man. Some of these people, I've seen some super fans in the day. For yeah. Sure. And I obviously love y'all. Thank y'all for coming out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it's been like with with the, with the Muscadine and with Trey. There's super fans to both, but they're, does they're Trey different. get a lot of? I mean, I I, I haven't seen his show obviously alone. Yeah, he, he opened some, but how does it go for him being like his his fucking song just? 
Yeah, so Dick Down Dallas is at the end, but he's got like single again was a big song yeah. for him. That I'm single like a middle finger. We have foam middle fingers that we sell and we give out. So Trey will walk out. I'll go out and give him his give him the middle finger, and he holds it up, and the crowd goes nuts or whatever. There's still a lot of covers mixed in the set because again they came up as a and Matt can speak on that too. He, He's been Matt's been playing drums with Trey for like ten years. So well, Matt's that's a drummer. So yeah. So Matt's man. so Matt's I know story. I can't see him. But that's so my dog. so Matt's story with with Trey is kind of like your story with Co. Where he was playing with someone else, got the call, and then yeah. things just kind of started changing. But he used to book the shows. They used to ride nice. around in his his um, expedition. They used to ride around in the in the. It's Ford damn X near a, a mirror image story of yours. I think has y'all's. Uh, <laughs> it looks just like. The front of house guy in LD for Whiskey Myers, but y'all. Oh, really? Y'all's guitar player. Terry. Oh, Terry. Big Dick, long oh, yeah. big, Dick, big Dick Terry. Big Dick Terry. Yeah. Is he hung like a horse or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like it's like for my four. His guitar picks. His guitar picks say like BDT on Yeah, yeah. He's he's full, it's full. Yeah, he's Big Dick Terry. Fucking nuts. Like, looks like a baby hold like a baby arm holding an apple. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's something. I mean, he said God God made him ugly. He had to give him something to work with. That's usually the retard. Got a big dick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> leave that shit in there. You leave so, that shit in there, dude. Dude, it's like it's like he, the more retarded and ugly you are, dude, the bigger he's, your dude, dick but, is. But he's just, he's the definition of big dick energy. He's just so confident. And oh, I'm he's like, great. It makes sense, yeah, because he's he's like that. But, but yeah. he's been he's been around for a minute. Terry's Terry and Trey met at an open mic night in Birmingham, Alabama, and Damn. Trey asked Terry, "Hey, you want to be in my band?" And by being my band, it was be my be do acoustic duo, yeah. do acoustic duo with me in Mexican restaurants and barbecue joints for a hundred bucks in free food. Yeah, fifty bucks in free food. He's got about a year year and a half on on me. So. And then you came in, but you've been a drummer ever since. Yeah, yeah eight I've been years. With Trey. Been with Trey about eight years, going on nine. I think. When Dick Down Play came DW. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. DW Savian. <laughs> I just had to swap sticks though, because Pro Mart's getting a little out of hand over there with their prices. Big fur. Big fur. I, I I'm working on a deal with them. Either them or Vader. Right yeah. On, right on. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. So for you, like for you, going from doing the drumming, going from doing the drumming thing full time to now, what your role is within the business? What was that kind of transition like? Man, Co's my absolute best friend in the entire fucking world like you've been through it all together yeah and like i mean like we, like i'll go to his house for christmas and like you know like he knows my mom his parents or some of my like i consider them parents for me like, yeah I'm, what i'm trying to get at is like you couldn't make us any closer and i i think the relationship on stage was kind of fucking that up i don't think i've ever said that but i just got to a point where I didn't enjoy it anymore, man. I, I don't know if that happens to people, but, like, I would test myself and see how fucked up I can get and still play. And, yeah, that's, and, not, that's not a healthy that's not a way no, to live. Fuck, no, it's not healthy. It's not, it's, not, it's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for the band. And, and honestly, like, I think I was a good drummer, but I wasn't a great drummer. And, I'm like I said, I've never said that before ever. But I, I, I just got to where, like, I could play the song, but I didn't want to play the song. Uh, and I, I was thinking about, it got to where like after a show we'd get on the, in the van or on the bus, whatever it was at the time. Right. And you can always feel that you guys know as a band, like yep. after the show, if the show doesn't go good, you get one energy. And if the show goes great, it's like this energy. Yep. It would get to where we would get on the bus and it was like, or like I said, whatever it was the time, van, bus, whatever. And it would be like awkward yeah and and i didn't like that i didn't man i i 
I think it was going to ruin our friendship at one point. And he knew it, and I knew it. And, uh, you know, and I think I decided one day, I, I called our manager, I called Jeb after a show. I remember Co was in the sauna at whatever venue we were at, somewhere up north. I, I don't remember what, where we were, but I called Jeb, and I was like, man, I, I think I'm just done. Well, he was like, well, you're not leaving, right? And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, I'm just not happy. And I'm just, it, I wasn't happy at all. So anyway, I, I, we finished playing a show. And I think it was actually a pretty good show. But I, me and Co were in the back lounge where usually where me and Co usually end up by ourselves at the end of the night, talking shit, drinking out of the jack bottle. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't think I want to play drums anymore, man. And I, I was so scared he was going to be like, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Lost him. <laughs> uh, I, I was so scared I, 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 he was going to be like, man, like you got to find another job or whatever. I don't even know what made me say it, right? Um, and he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, our tour manager's leaving. I can do that. And he was like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, I, I think to him it was just more like, you're still sticking around, right? Yeah. No matter what you do, I could have said I'm driving the bus, you know? At the time, but I mean, I did the I did the managing and booking stuff before. At the same time, I played drums at one point, so I think it just kind of worked. That our tour manager at the time, Colton Harris, one of my best friends in the world, um, he wanted to get off the road, and it just remember Colton, yeah, it's my dog, yes, you know, yeah. I love Colton, man. Shout out Colton, shout out Colton, <laughs> shout out Colton, <laughs> and uh, he he just I think Colton's kind of just over it, and. Uh, it's a lot, you know. Like it, you, it is a lot, especially when it's a. It's not for everybody. Well, and when it's and when it gets to the point where when you're when you're when part of your vibe is is the having fun after the show and it is a rowdy. And, and show. Colton didn't drink, so yeah. like for for you know, you know I've, I've never spoke about that either, really. But like, it's it got to where like Colton was over everybody drinking. Yeah, and stuff, and like, and I get it. Yeah, you know? like, See, I'm I'm six years sober myself. Yeah, Trey's that so, sucks. Trey's sober, but the rest of the band drinks the bottle, right? The handle of Fireball but the, and the but thing it's on different the ride. because yeah. he's the lead singer. Yes, uh, yeah, he's it, yeah, he's the know, boss. He's right. the boss, and he's sober. But and he can go to bed. Nobody's yeah. gonna fuck with him. But yeah. for us, it's like, it's almost like a we gotta do it. And yeah. I'm you know I'm the worst about it, but I'm I'm right there with my best friend. I, yeah. I want to celebrate, good show, blah blah. But Colton was kind of over it, so. um I, when I told him I'll be a tour manager, he was like, "All right, cool," and man, it kind of just worked out perfectly. He he went on and did his thing, and uh, I moved in his spot, and it worked out. I mean, I, you know, we've been doing that ever since, and we lived together at the time, and so there was no. It was I, I thought it was going to be a lot weirder or like like a weird transition, but it wasn't. I was so worried. I was yeah. so worried. Yeah. I was like. I was worried about people being like, "Why aren't you playing anymore?" And it fucking happened all the time. I still get, I still get Instagram messages after a show. You killed it last night, bro. I swear to God, I'm like, have you seen our drummer? He looks like Ben Affleck. Like, look at me. Like, there's a, what do you mean I killed it last night, you idiot? But it's, it, it's, it's wild, man. I think it couldn't happen any more perfect. But it was a very weird, but great transition all the way around. Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And another thing that you guys do very well, and it's and it's funny because a lot of people are like like have their opinion of the whole TikTok thing. You guys on the socials, like what Co does on his 
on his TikTok and kind of the the tour content and you guys on the bus or in the green room or riding around on the four wheeler or the golf cart or whatever you guys and you've been able to kind of co's developed you as like a personality within the brand kind of like what trade has done with me as well so what's it like having that being able to have that relationship kind of with the fans and like you're you're out there you're as a yeah. part of the content you Otis, like everybody in the crew is a part of the content co-, co includes the whole team in it yeah i think that's that's really cool that um obviously you know people come to see co wet yeah and we get it but yeah like, oh yeah no well dude, absolutely that, yeah our our uh, security we have a security guard Shout out, Neville. Uh, <laughs> shout out. Shout out, Neville. Shout out. I've been watching Drink Champs too long, man. They'd be like, shout out, Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? But shout out, my boy, DJ, you know, whatever. But no, uh, Neville would be like, we'd be doing Co's meet and greets. He'd be like, Dre, you could charge like 20 bucks because they'd wrap around, see Co, give him a hug, take a picture. And be, Dre, can I get, can I, I love you. Can I get a picture? And like, people freak out. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a trip, man. It's, I think that's one of the coolest things about Co doesn't want the it's just Co Wetzel. He's always included the guys. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a team player. He loves he wants to spread the love and like Mason. I've I've been I've been at Starbucks with Mason or at Walmart with Otis and people are like Otis or yeah. you know, Mason or Shiloh, whatever. Um but it's a trip, man. Like I was we were we went to the uh Cowboys versus the Bucks game in Florida and the elevator was broke, so you imagine walking around like a like a parking garage yeah. to get up to like our suite. Yeah, the concourse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're walking up to the suite, and we're walking, and this fucking kid, I'm in fucking Florida, in Tampa, <laughs> and he fucking taps me on the shoulder. I was like, what, motherfucker? I was like, what are you doing? I was wearing a Cowboys jersey. I was like, what's up? I thought yeah. you were trying to fight. Not that I would have fought him anyway. I'd be like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah. I got beat up. No, but I was like, what's up, dog? And he was like, are, are, are you who I, think, who, who I think you are? I was like. I don't know, I guess. And he was like, and then, of course, Co walks right by him at the perfect time. He goes, oh, shit. So to be in Tampa, Florida, yeah, to, you know what I'm saying? Like we were, at, a, at an NFL game, nothing to do with music. Nothing. We were in Sonora, Mexico. Uh, we were hunting, and there's a guy in the airport that fucking freaked out. And he was like, oh. couldn't understand that Co was in the fucking airport. You know, like shit like that yeah. just trips me out, man. Like, I don't know. Yes, it's very cool. It's it's. I never. It, I don't give a fuck about that shit. But it's it's cool. I'm, nobody can ever tell you that it's not cool. Yeah. You know, when somebody sees you at fucking Chuck E. Cheese in goddamn Minnesota, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? We almost went to a Chuck E. Cheese in Colorado. I love Chuck E. Yeah, Cheese. Yeah, we we almost went to a Chuck E. Cheese yeah, this weekend. I fucking in love the pizza, bro. It's I'm just saying, like, something. It's you. You never. You, people say like, oh, I don't give. I don't care about. Yeah, you do. It's it's never it never hurts or feels yeah. bad when somebody in goddamn Chicago or New somebody recognized me in New York one time and I was like what the fuck and I was like they're like you're Coast buddy I'm always Coast buddy I'm like, yeah. you're Coast buddy I'm like fucking Dre I'm you know Dre. I got a name <laughs> but honestly I I told Co I said somebody's gonna pick up this fucking TikTok and make a TV show someday I hope so man it's it's just it's crazy it's it's been TikTok really did a lot of cool shit and is all all the shit on there is real. Stuff. Oh yeah, I'm not throwing like, up fakely. Like when they're like when y'all are when when y'all are fucking with each other and there's those those oh, pranks on tour. Bro. You 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 boys don't slow down bro. when it comes to the pranks. I know the I know the but you guys aren't all jammed in the van together, even on one bus together, but I feel like the pranking is no a sta- it's, it's, just, it's part of the it's a staple, it's part of the experience. Yeah, I'm, that's the cool part about our camp. It's like 
we are really like brothers, most of us. Yeah. You know, like there's some crew guys that I don't know as well, and hopefully I get to know them. You know, this this year there's just people in and out, but Mason, Otis, Shiloh, Yo Yo, Colby, Jimmy, Clint, like those guys are my guys. Yeah, like, and I'll go over there and fucking put a fucking turd in their pillow if I want to, and just <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Like those are my guys. Like, and Co <laughs> is the biggest jokester of all of them. Like he'll. Yeah. And he, man, so Cody didn't have a little brother growing up, and he says this all the time. He's like, so when I get to fuck with Dre, I fuck with him, and he does. God, it's like date. It's like having a boyfriend. What was the What was the worst? What's What's been like your your worst thing that he got you with? If you can think of, if you can think of one single thing. One time he peed in my bunk. He peed. Yeah, and well, it, it well, was what, what bunk are you? Because if it's the bottom top- right. Stage right. If you <laughs> if you walk in the bus, bottom right. I'm on the. I'm a big guy, so I, yeah, my big bottom. ass can roll in there. You know, I yeah. can't jump up. Um, one time he did, man. I and I woke up and he was like peeing on my feet. Oh, you were in it. Yeah. Oh shit. I was like fucked up. And I, like I I felt something. And I was like, what the fuck? Like opened it and I just and he was like, I mean, he was fucked up too, but his fucking dick in his hand. He just and he's like. And my feet are just getting a golden shower. <laughs> Some of this stuff is reminding me. I, I I think Trey watched too much of y'all shit because this motherfucker started biting here. Yeah, later. Trey Trey does Trey does shit. Yeah, but Trey's completely sober. Which is the thing. Trey will do that stuff, but he's completely and I'm sober. Sure there has been some other one time he took the mattress out of my bunk. He just put it somewhere? Yeah, I think it's a trailer. Oh, dude, that's a good prank right there. Mac Wayne, you gotta remember but that like, one. His, I, I know who to do it to, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a few. That's funny you say that. I'm trying to think of like it's been a lot of years, right? But he one time he put I think he put ice in my pillow just so I'd lay down and get shit like wet. I don't know. Like <laughs> Were you? Were you? He always steals my chargers. That motherfucker. Oh yeah, the Trey does that to me that too. That's a, that's an artist. I started just ordering chargers, like Apple chargers. Yeah. on his credit card. Yeah, that's what I do too. I order. Yeah, shit on Trey's, and I'm like, I'm like oh, you steal it? Yours anyway. Yeah, but I have three more right here in my bunk, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, he does a, he does a lot of shit like that. But there's been some. Did the did the knock did the um the end of the show um breaking down of the drum kit? Did that start with you? Yeah. Or? I think he did it. I don't know. I say he did it out of frustration the first time, probably like you motherfucker, played like shit or something, and it just kind of stuck. <laughs> now um, it's like a staple. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. But do you guys have to order new drum shit? Yeah. Every- I, the cool part about that was I remember playing drums, and he'd break my cymbals, and I'm like, I get to try it because I told him, you break it, you're gonna buy me another one. He's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. And I was like, all right, bet. So I, as a drummer, you, you can vouch for this. I got to try every fucking hi hat. I, I haven't gotten to that. Trey wants to do it. And I was like, well, Dude, here's the I thing. I have to try <laughs> Piesty fucking Sildjian, anything. I, uh, Sabian. I, I I would just go to Guitar Center and buy new ones. He does break <laughs> it, but he does buy it. I give him okay, shout out. Yeah, shout yeah. out, Coe West. Shout out, Coe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my dog. He does. He breaks it, but he buys it. So that's all right. So let's talk about about Nashville real quick. So you guys have been coming out here for a little while, like making. Seems like more recent, like here in recent, in the last year or two, it's been yeah. a little bit more than it than it was. But how do you do you enjoy coming out here? Do you, what are, what are some spots? I remember when you, dude. Remember, oh, this was right before COVID. It was Tin February. Roof. No, well, Tin, no. Remember the night? 
we had a big Gary and Charlie played my songwriters night. I think it was. It was uh, or no, it was Tyler's birthday. Boudreaux, Tyler Lassard, uh, Muscadines, TM and PM. Big big Tyler, the sound guy. It was his birthday, and we had our event over at Live Oak, and it was either. You or Yo-Yo, somebody said you guys had a case you were looking to get rid of. Do you remember this? Uh, there was a case, like an old... Like a... Just a, a big-ass case. Like a work case? Like like a road case, yeah, like a big-ass case. And Tyler was like, we're going to go get this case. Tyler was fucked up. And I had my... I, I had my Chevy... I was driving a Chevy Equinox at the time. So nah, I, I used Tyler. to have a Chevy Equinox. Bro, yeah, an Equinox, bro. We're brothers. So, soccer mom. Shout car. out, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, but um, no, I don't remember that. So we, but Ty, I have a video. I'll show you after of Tyler like climbing over this fence to get to the road case. Like Yo-Yo had left it outside the trailer. Oh, Tyler, I do remember that. Yeah, he left it outside the trailer. I do Dude, remember that. I had to put that thing in my fucking Equinox. I don't even know how I fit it. I mean, they drove it out. Like, it I was a whole, weird shit. Yeah, it was yeah. a hole, but it was just. Like I remember, that was right before COVID, though, and that was when I was when I was like, "Oh, dude, it's cool. These guys are coming out." Because I don't even think you guys had a show out here. I think you no, guys were just. No, and then we went to the. You had another one recently that we went to. You came out to the whale tail takeover. Wales yeah. is Wales is thing. My God. shout out Wales, dude. Love them. That's man. what I'm wearing right here. Wales. I love Wales. Love Wales. Tells me, man, one of my favorite people. But yes, coming out to answer your question. You like coming out here? I do. But God damn it, it's like everybody here works in music. So like the conversations never talk. I don't give a fuck about music, like who you work for, what you do. Yeah. It's like everybody you meet is like, well, I'm Jason Aldean's. I'm not, not saying him, but just yeah. example, right? Because um, I've never met any of his people. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm Jason Aldean's fucking tour manager or Light guy or sound guy, or, dude. I don't give a fuck. I just feel like everybody here is somebody's fucking homie. Yeah. When I'm at home, dude, I've had the same bottle of Jack Daniels in my house for six months. I don't do anything. I watch your fucking podcast, Joe Rogan, Theo Vaughn, fucking to you know, uh, Burt Kreischer, like yeah, Hang drink out. champs. You, you chill, yeah. yeah, man. Fuck, I you know I chill. I don't do shit like. I, I, Texas is not like that. Whereas here, it's you it's saw just, how busy it was. Nashville is just night. like I mean, obviously we go to the Red Door where it's like you're. <laughs> it's a time warp. It, just, it is. It just you, you walk in there and, and then and, walk in there fast forward five minutes. And the I know what I'm signing up for when I go there, but it's just a lot. I, mean, I do like it. I, I think it's a great place. I have a great time. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have a bad time. Could you? You could you ever live here? Fuck no. No, oh, and a no. lot of Texas guys say that. There's a lot of Georgia guys that say it, like Brantley Gilbert, for example. But I could lives live in, in Austin. Georgia. Like I don't want to live in Austin. Like you want to live where you want to live in I East like Texas. Living, yeah. I like shoot my bow outside the house. Yeah, and that's all I want to do. I don't like hanging out with a bunch of people. Yeah, you've got to do some cool hunts this year, right? Oh, or in the, man. Or the last couple years, you guys I have bet. just done like trophy fucking hunts, gone out and. We, we do a lot of, of hunting, shit. man. So Co 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 figured it out. He we we tour from March to October, and then it's bow season. I I haven't done I haven't worked a show since Thanksgiving. Wow, this is the first time I've been out. That's why I'm so pumped to be here. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you want to do a podcast? Hell yeah! I, was like, <laughs> I ain't been home for three months. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Fucking sit at home, jack off, and watch fucking YouTube, man. I've been chilling, dog. Shout out, shout out, XNXX. Nah, man, I'm telling you, it's just been like we we 
we call it because Kelly likes to go hunting. We just, yeah. like I said, we went to Mexico. That was my Christmas present. What do, what do you guys hunt for in Mexico? Uh, deer? Mule, uh, desert mule deer. Desert mule yeah. deer. And uh, whatever that was, that coquille that. It's like a white tail, but they're little. Coo-y. Like an antelope thing almost? No, hell no, it's way out. You don't hunt. I can tell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm from no, New York. I'm, I'm Brooklyn. Are, I'm Brooklyn. <laughs> Fulton Street. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it, uh, we hunt a lot, but so when when we take off from October to, it's uh, bow season, and we kill whitetail. I mean, we we've killed bears. Have you gotten a moose? Not yet. I feel like that's that's got to be on the list. I've killed bear, elk. That's on the that's on the list. I was about to say the guest list. The guest that's list. On, that's on the list. That's, <laughs> take, take a little artist growth. There's my, there's, there's my tour manager <laughs> shit, right? No, I've killed uh, whitetail. I've killed black bucks. I've killed uh, Gims buck. I've killed. Was that axis? Axis deer? I've never killed axis. Man, I've got one like waiting for me to go kill, and I haven't. <laughs> I don't have time to do it, man. That's the problem. I, um, one of my buddies killed one yesterday. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from South Texas? No, oh, no. no I he's, just, he's I just from, know about Texas. He's from Selma, Selma, Alabama. He's from like deep South Alabama. You boys don't know where uh, uh, Wilsonville, Alabama is, he? Wilsonville. Right there by. Uh, is that by Birmingham? Yeah. 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 Shout out Justin Edison. Yeah, that's where, that's where I think you guys went down there Haven. after yeah after those yeah, yeah. those gigs that we did in North Carolina and Virginia. I got a ranch out there, Havenwood Farms. Really? No shit. Yeah. Nah, Jason, I, my buddy has a ranch down there. I always tell him I'm part owner. <laughs> See, Alabama's Alabama's got to make you feel like somewhat like you're back home. It does. They got they got Alabama, Louisiana, kind of like that Mississippi. Yeah, they, I mean, they got Bucky. Have y'all played uh, Ricks? Oh yeah, Rick. Rick we ju- we just played there. Rick is one of our Rick. Shout out to Rick. Uh, one, out. one of the out, one of the best club owners and like all of music. Just Dude, the I, guy that makes you feel at home. Funny, funny. You I, guys probably played that back in the day. Funny, we said that. I I have a, my taxidermist that lives down the road. His name's Rick, and I called him the other day. I was like, "Hey man, you got that? Did you get that deer that left outside the house?" And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, you got that deer." No, what the fuck? And I was like, "Hey, Rick, is this Rick?" Yeah. And I was like, "You didn't get that deer?" And I said, "Me and Cole dropped off some deer." No. I said, "Is this Rick?" Yeah. Rick the taxidermist. She goes, "This is Rick from Sarkville." And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "Damn, my bad, dog." And I was like, "Shit." I called him the wrong Rick. Did you hear about he? He's got him and his all the animals that him and his wife adopt. No. You got like. A million. They got like a ton of dogs, and they recently adopted a cow. Oh, they got a baby cow, and they na- they only named the cow because he got it the day he had he had John and J John and JD were down there playing the show. He named the cow John Langston. No, so he now he's got a cow. No, he he's got a cow named John Langston. Oh shit! And it's really? like it's little John Langston, and pretty soon it will be out of, big John. Langston. Out of all the venues, have you been? You've been on tour for a minute. Yeah, I've been since 2019. We played in Brooklyn. We've done. Uh, what do we play in Brooklyn? Knitting Factory. Yeah. Damn, yeah, you guys, that's what's cool. You don't, you get to, with with being with Co. you guys don't just do, like, the country, ba- the honky dogs. You are guys can a, go north we, and do, are like. Are we good on time? Yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of time. I was going to say. You guys do rock clubs, too. Like, you all funny. get to do all kinds of shit. Knitting Factory, funny story. Me place, Co., that place is a trip. We're like, we're not riding the bus to Knitting Factory. We're going to chill. We don't want to go to New York, three-day trip, whatever, whatever. 
So we flew, and DFW had bad weather. So we couldn't. We got to Philadelphia. Show was at 10. We're in Philly at. We delayed, 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 delayed. We're like, fuck. And at the time, before we signed to Columbia, uh, like Sony or whatever, uh, uh, Capital was there. Yeah. Fucking this. Him, him, him were there. It's like, you got a big show, right? I was still playing drums. <laughs> uh, one of the best shows we've ever played. I still remember this. Um, it was like uh, uh, we couldn't get an airplane. We could, it was delayed, 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 delayed. We got to Philly, and Jeb goes, "Bro, you better rent a fucking get an Uber, rent a car, dog." Like you, so we went from Philly all the way through the city of New Jersey. I fucking paid an Uber, or I'm gonna say, how, I, how the fuck? How much? How much is an Uber from? Philly Airport to the grand. main factory. Yeah, I was gonna say it's at least eight fifty to a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to the main factory. Literally walked in, saw my guy Ryan Murphy, which is the time. Shout out Ryan Murphy. Was at the time was with. Uh, it wasn't Capital. It wasn't Columbia Atlantic. He was with Atlantic at the time. I don't know what he's doing now, but that's my guy. <laughs> um, there was people there from record labels to see us. Yeah. And we walked in. It was pouring fucking rain. And the buses had to park under the bridge. And I went over there and put a pair of pants on. Like, literally. Like, took my fucking... I don't wear underwear. So I took my shorts off. Put a pair of fucking uh, britches on. Walked to the knitting factory. Co looks at me and goes, let's do it. I mean, we were three minutes from missing the fucking whole show. Killed it. And that's one of the best shows we've ever played in our entire career, I think. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's one that's of the wild. ones. Like, that's what I was asking. Like, yeah. you have those that like you remember. That's one of them. Yeah, yeah. For me, the one some some that I remember with um with with Muscadine, I remember um, Greenville, South Carolina. First time I stepped foot in the Blind Horse Saloon. <laughs> Charlotte, North Carolina. First time I stepped foot in Coyote Joe's. Ooh. Like those venues. And then Muscadine, for whatever reason, they they're loved in Little Rock, Arkansas. And they're loved all over the place, but Little Rock, Arkansas. Like you go to the Rev Room or yeah, the Hall I love the Rev in Little Rock. It's rock and roll as fuck over there, dude. Dude, they fucking they turn that shit up. And then with Trey, I mean, we got to do like because with Trey it was cool. Like I met him playing pickup kickball here in yeah. Nashville. We were both sober, so we'd sit there and bond over <laughs> bond over smoking Marlboro Lights and drinking Lacroix. What together. do you do sober? Like how do you? I still smoke weed. I'm California sober. So I say I'm I'm a, I'm a pack guy, but I mean I mean what do we do? I mean the other thing too is we kind of instigate the the heathens as we call them, like we instigate McIlwain and Big Dick Terry and our bass player Mitch used to drink. He he's no longer drinking. But he's I mean little... you just you just don't drink, huh? No, I just still I still go out and raise. I still go out. I mean I'm I mean, out, I'd probably do better off that bro, way. I closed down the bars as much as anybody in this no, town, which is no. nuts. I, yeah, dude. Yeah, as mad, I've I've stayed. I've seen in the last month I've probably closed down Red Door like five or six times. He called it early last. Last night, night yeah. I called it early. You did. You, last you, night you, I called it early because I knew because I, I had some stuff I had to get done today. I had um I had to, I had like meetings this morning. I had some some phone stuff I had to do, like emails, all that shit. And then I knew I had to I had to rest up for a big podcast with you today. Yeah, man. And I'm then do all that here. shit. So shout um, out Matt. Hey, <laughs> shout out my drummer what? buddy. Over there. <laughs> hey, we're both Matt's. Yeah, um, we're gonna uh, oh, nice. yeah, we're gonna take all the shout outs and just like yeah, just shout, 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 shout out compilation. Shout, yeah. shout out DJ Khaled. <laughs> God did. Um, what's what? Uh, so this tour coming up, this is like a new level of 
touring to where you got. I mean, you guys did some of it last year, but like y'all are playing like big, it's big mostly time. arenas, man. It's big time shit. So yeah, what is get, what is getting ready for this tour like? And what are you like most? Or is there anything that, that you're super excited for about this tour? Or is it just the itch of getting back out there since it's been fucking yeah. four or five months? I mean, I'm definitely pumped to get back out. Like this, I've been sitting at home. Obviously, hunt season made up for a lot of that yeah we hunt a lot me and co did a lot of hunting trips with the mexico hunted we did you know a lot of texas stuff um but getting ready for this tour it's different man like this i've never been in charge of fucking 40 dudes four three 18 wheelers four buses a lot of stuff to tour manage there's so much going on like um and like i I haven't been i haven't tour managed at at this level so like i'm learning as i go but like uh i've got more guys on the road. I've got more production. I've got, I mean, if something goes wrong in one of these, that's what people don't get. It's like you, you show up at doors at six or seven and it's like, you know. Yeah. It's like if something fucks up, it's on me. Yeah. So people don't get that. Yeah, it's a combination of like you, Yo-Yo, like y'all. But y'all have yeah. been working as a as a collective unit for Dude, so Yo-Yo's long. Yo-Yo's been around since, I I can't say day one, but. Pretty much day one. Yeah. I, if if it wasn't for Yo Yo on the road, I probably, I probably wouldn't yeah. be around. Yeah. Like that's that's, I say that, but he's he kills it. Yeah, yeah. He's um he's somebody that um when I first when I first did that when I did that first show with you guys and I got he was like very very welcoming. You guys were very welcoming as a crew. Like man, for, I always for tell us, my guys for us oh, for us as openers again. Musk and I, you'd already met Gary and Charlie and known them, so I knew like walking into that. But then we were out with Trey and everything. Like it was you guys super welcoming and and we're we've got some other mutual friends of open for you like Ella Langley for yeah, example. Ella. Ella's she's a goddamn rock star. And I she's, texted our manager that the first time I ever started playing. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't say this a whole lot, but like she fucking. I was like, what the fuck? Especially yeah. as a girl. Yeah. Girls don't get, it's hard. I don't listen to girl, to chick singers. Yeah. I just don't. Like, I just, you gotta, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's fucked up. I don't no, know. No, some, I've, had a, I've heard a lot of people say that before. I just, you gotta fucking grab me by the balls and like, maybe like, this is what I'm singing. I'm, yeah. Girls don't do that. I heard her singing. I was like, fuck. Yeah. She's good. She's very, very, and she good. did a lot of shows with you guys, and she can, yeah, she, her, she killed it. Her and her and and Kaylee and Ben and her her yeah. whole crew that she's got, they I can, got they can hang. They're good. They're good folks. Yeah, you know, they're good folks, man. Um, I'm excited. To, back to the question, I'm, I'm, I'm excited just to see. I mean, it's mostly we've done arenas last year all yeah. year, but when you do it in mostly arena tour, like there's a lot of shit going on. You know, I'm excited to see it happen. I like to go out front of house during the show and just like look and be like, "We did this shit." You guys have a show here in Nashville, right? Uh, Ascend. Ascend. Have you have you been over there? Before? I watched. I went to watch Parker, dude. So that amphitheater is wild because yeah. of how close it is to Broadway. Right. Like, so the pregame for that, like a lot of venues, a lot of tailgating. Think of the the Coetzel Army, Coetzel Nation, yeah, no on Broadway, going from day drinking that day. Broadway to Ascend. Hey, you get on in there, bud. Um, Broadway to Ascend, and then back to, and then back to Broadway. Imagine the Cole Wetzel cult just going, going Red Door, fucking <laughs> down to Broadway. Fucking. I don't think. I don't, yeah, the start up here and then work your way down. You don't. I don't think. I don't think they'd be able. I don't think they'd be. 
they'd be able to. It would be it would be wild. When's that? But so how many dates are on this tour? It's a pretty big tour, right? Um, you guys start what is it? Tal is is it in Tallahassee? Yeah, we start on my birthday. On your birthday, and that's with um our boy. Uh, that's with the Peachtree folks, right? Yep. Our boy Bradley Jordan. Yeah, that's my guy. Bradley's Bradley's Hell our yeah. Bradley's a great guy, and he's been yep. been um been a huge um huge supporter for yeah, us. Yeah, so we start that. March second, and we go all the way around. We'll do uh Georgia, Alabama, uh our part, our neck of the woods. Yep. <laughs> we'll go do that for a little bit and uh, make our way back to Texas. We'll do Louisiana for little, little two shows, I think. Hell Louisiana. yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, that's that's fucking awesome, man. And, um, dude, I really I appreciate you uh, coming on and, and kicking it and hanging. And it's always a pleasure to have you here in yeah, town, man. dude. Thanks any anything, any, any last-minute things you want? Oh, um, Texas town with the best food. Ooh. Because there's different parts. Like, East Texas got the barbecue. The West Texas. fishing bull right there. <laughs> <laughs> What up, dog? Yeah. Uh, best food? I like Mexican food. Well, but, well, where, but, where's, but, where's, but where's the best Mexican food? Where's the best Mexican y'all shit? Y'all put at? salt on y'all shit. Y'all always. No, we don't put salt. We don't y'all put enough salt. Garlic. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, hey, I can say that. Fuck you. You don't like it. I will. All my friends are white. Half my family is white. I can say so that. So you work in country music. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, Best best food in Texas barbecue. If you like barbecue, she gets me heartburn. It does, yeah. Uh, um, I'd go like Fort Worth, Dallas, like on some like real ass, like in the hood Mexican street tacos. That's dude, you gotta go. And I don't recommend. I don't recommend a lot of people go. Well, to I had Ant- some earlier. You go to Antioch. Yeah. You went to the Antioch. You went to the taco yep. truck in I Antioch. Did. Let's I go. Did. That's why I go every time I'm here, at least once. Hell yeah. Um, other than that. Uh, Texas Roadhouse straight every time. Texas Roadhouse get it them get them rolls. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like it's consistent. Yeah. Other than that, man, I don't. Know, that's that's about it. Uh, what's the most important thing on the Coetzel rider? Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Without Jack Daniels, nothing. You need it. We don't, literally, one. It's show. it's as important as Diesel on the bus. Shoot, I'm not having that. <laughs> I swear to God. There's been a lot of ass shooting. Where the fuck is it? That and Burt's Beach. Yeah, yeah. Chapstick. Um, the chain on your neck. The death row. Yeah. What was getting to do a show with Snoop Dogg like, and how is Snoop? And do you remember all of it? Yeah. No, I was actually pretty stoked for that. Um, we did two shows with Snoop back to back. Right around 420, right? Yeah. We did 420 and 421, I think. Um, he's the coolest fucking guy in the entire world, but if he doesn't want to see you, he won't see him. His security is like nothing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Like, really, you're not even allowed to look over there if they don't fucking lie. It's weird. Like, it's cool. I get it. It's he's a Snoop Dogg. Yeah. But luckily, we have a buddy that uh, he took us in the green room, smoked, whatever. But Co got one for his birthday, and I told his one of his meet and greet manager guys, I was like, I gotta have one. He got a gold one. Yeah. I was like, I don't work. I'm Mexican. I can't wear gold. I automatically fucking Mexican as fuck, right? <laughs> So I was like, I got to have one. So he, he said, Snoop, his guy, uh, Kevin or whatever, whoever sells them, got this one from them. So I wear it. That's the only reason I'd wear it. I wouldn't yeah. wear it otherwise. No, nah, dude, it's fucking, it's yeah. fucking sick, dude. And um, dude, but he's gotta, the coolest though. Like, yeah, if you ever get a chance to meet Snoop Dogg, he is absolutely the sweetest fucking human is, being. Is his stuff as good as they say it is? 
for uh, the flower like stuff? Really are, you like not a big, are you not a big weed guy? Nah. So I was gonna ask who smokes more between him and because you've been out with a lot of the stuff. You've been, done a, done stuff with done shows with Snoop. Done the, the the shows with Jelly Roll and his crew. Those guys roll up pretty good. I get. I don't know. I don't really ever. You're not a big weed guy. guy yeah. Nah, I take a nap. I don't really smoke weed, man. I don't. I don't. That's why. It's just know. not your thing. Yeah. Nah, not my thing. Yeah. I like to get high. high. You like the hot? You like to get high? Yeah. High. Yeah. <laughs> Shout, out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Get high high. Yeah. Well, well, we we appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Thank um, you for having me. Where can people go to find you on the socials? It's is it still is it Dre Drums? Yeah, yeah. Dre Drums on Instagram and. That's it. And then, and then, don't, don't don't add me on Facebook. I'm camped out. Yeah, and I then, and, and then it's um, and then it's um, follow along. Um, obviously, co co yeah. You guys come see us, buy some tickets. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm sure some of the shows have to be getting close to sold out, if yeah. not sold out already, yeah, which is yeah. fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun tour, man. I'm excited. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, well, we um, we hope hopefully we can uh make it out and yeah. and see you guys. We can part. I can document that um that bar crawl from. A, Broadway to ascend in Nashville <laughs> yeah, no and shit. do some crazy shit. Well, guys, be sure to check out our boy, uh, our boy Dre. Um, be sure to follow along with him and um, all the the wild folks. Uh, the part of making the Co Wetzel thing happen and all the great stuff that they are doing. Um, super stoked! Uh, be sure to check out their tour. They're probably coming to a city near you, starting out in the southeast, working their way back to Texas, going all over the place. And the music that's out right now. Be sure to go and check it out and stream it. Um, shout out! Shout out to um, everybody that watched this episode. Um, all the support you guys show us here with the In the Round podcast. Um, got to give a quick um, word about our sponsor. We got Whale Tail Media. Our boy. Wales, like you said. Shout out, Shout out Walesy, the best one of the best video guys in the business. Uh, be sure to check him out. Our boy Grady uh, with Saxman Studios. Our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency, and our new friends at Pickle Jar Live. Use promo code ITR when signing up and making your Pickle Jar account. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them, and uh, we will see you all next time. This has been the In the Round Podcast. <laughs>